Yes, indeed, you are listening to Saturdays in Gippsland on SEN Track 91.3 and Southwest Gippsland and 91.9 SEN Track Latrobe Valley. You know, we on a weekly basis talk to some of the very best sporting uh, competitors or athletes or footballers or whatever it might be in Gippsland, and sometimes they only have to have driven through the area, and that's good enough for us to claim them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and this particular bloke, well, he spent a bit more time than driving through the area. He actually spent a bit of time coaching Gippsland, and that's good enough for us to reflect back on what it was a great career. And he, We're talking and about Aussie Jones. He's, he's currently involved at Bunyip Football Club. Exactly well. right. Exactly right. Aussie Jones joins us right now. Hi, Aussie. How are you going? I'm a genuine Gippslander. Don't claim that I drove through. I, uh, I grew up on the fringe in, in Beaconsfield. Coach, you did? Uh, Coach Gippsland Power, now live in Bunyip. I'm a genuine Gippslander. I'm, I'm you, in the gang. You're in the gang, mate. We're happy to have you in the gang, I tell you. We were waiting for a bit of a, a highlight to introduce you, so there was a gap there. Um, but there's been plenty of highlights in your career, Aussie, I've got to tell you. But we were chatting, uh, actually, before we come on air today, we didn't realise that at the time you were coaching Gippsland, or uh, in, in this area, one young Jared Blair was uh, one of your players. Yeah, I saw... A, a, I don't know if you got Blair on today, but I, I saw we have. that you guys are going yeah, to talk to Blair. I, I coached him. He was an absolute standout in the, in the group that I had. He was uh, captain of our, of our group and um, didn't, didn't surprise me at all that uh, he was going to get an opportunity at, at AFL level because an absolute leader, absolute workhorse, one of the best young men I've ever met. Now, Ozzy, um, thank you very much for joining the show, mate. Before we get on to your, what you got up to after your playing days, let's talk about uh, your introduction to AFL football. And like a lot of the guests that we've had on so far, Poppy, it mm. wasn't the conventional one. You start, started with Collingwood in the reserves um, in, a bit, in, nine, in the early 90s, uh, mid-90s, sorry, and then got selected to St Kilda in 1994. Were, you, were there ever any doubts that you'd get picked up at the highest level, Ozzy? Oh, there was there was certainly um, concern. So back back in my time when you were playing in the TAC Cup, the AFL lists were were quite short. So if an AFL reserve team uh, was was running short, they'd call kids up from the TAC Cup. And Collingwood and Melbourne uh, gave me an opportunity. I played with both of their reserves teams, and pretty much basically uh, both of them sent a letter back to the Danny Long Stingrays, which they were called at the time saying, please don't send this kid uh, back to us again. He's, he's not up to it. He's too small. He's 60 kilos and he's shit frightened, basically. So uh, I knew Collingwood and Melbourne weren't going to pick me up in the draft, so I was quite happy when the Kilda did. And unbelievable, isn't it, uh, the way f- the football journey might start or finish and the time you spent at St Kilda, and I'm, I'm going to chuck a couple of names at you later on just for a one-liner on each, but if you could summarise your time at St Kilda, there was a, there was a, a few highs and a few lows. Yeah, there, there was, and I, I pretty much sum it up in in one day. Uh, we were lucky enough and unfortunate enough to play an AFL Grand Final, and uh, a lot of your listeners out there probably have, have the dream to be an AFL footballer. And, and mine was summed up in, in one day, to be brutally honest. I, I love footy. I grew up loving the game. Uh, I got the opportunity to play on the MCG in Grand Final day, which is the absolute highlight of my career, and I'll argue with anyone to take that away from me but the low light is that when you come off as the as a losing losing team so um that the highs and lows for what i experienced in my career all happened within about three hours 
Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. That particular year, St Kilda were minor premiers, of course. I reckon you were an All-Australian in that year, too, from memory, Aussie, in 97. And you get yourself to a grand final and you're a bee's back leg away from winning that grand final. And, you know, as much as you should be proud of everything you achieved in your career, just to have that moment would have made it probably complete. Yeah, that, ab- absolutely. I mean, I, I, I retired pretty pretty young on, on my terms. So, you know, I was sort of pretty much throughout my whole career, you know, uh, dictating how, how it went and all, all that sort of stuff. But to retire not a premiership player, um, it's not something that I, to be honest, I, I look back on too much. I actually look back on it fondly going, you know, I was I was 20 at, at the time and I was playing on the MCG on grand final day in front of 100,000 people. What, what an absolute highlight. And that, we were going to play the audio of your goal there, Ozzy, just before we had you on. Is there, is, do you think that goal, which is one of the great goals in grand final history, do you think that goal would be brought up a bit more if you guys did end up winning that game? Uh, to be honest, in, in my house, I'm glad we didn't win because if, if it got brought up anymore, I, I, <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself. I've got a 12-year-old um, absolute obsessed football no, nah, it comes up enough in my house. At the local footy club, every now and again on Thursday night, we've had a few beers. Boys bring it up and put it in my face. So I don't want it being brought up any more than it does already at the moment. <laughs> hey, Ozzy, sit back and have a listen to this just quickly. Harvey out wide. Jones is running. And that's danger for the Crows. Costa in pursuit. <laughs> Jones the length of the ground, nearly. 60 out. Will he take them all on? Handle inside to Thompson. A fumble. Back. Ozzie Jones goes with the left, kicks it, and gets it. What a goal. All right, Ozzie, I'm serious. That's the last time. That's the last <laughs> time we're going to play it, okay? That's absolutely... right, I'm, and I'm sure it's the last time I'll ever hear it too, yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ozzie, oh, just a couple of snippets. Uh, you, you talk about being you know, uh, in control of your career. You were too, but you made the decision to retire early. Uh, and at that time, was it, was it mental health issues at that time? Oh, I, I reckon if in today's day and age it would probably go down in the in the mental health bracket, but uh, I was probably more of a really laid back sort of character, and it was yep. becoming uh, a game where it was all uh, so much more about vision and meetings and all that sort of stuff. And all I wanted to do was get the red thing in my hand and and kick it and run around and get fit and and keep the footy. And and the times were changing, and they to be honest, they just didn't really suit me at the time. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I reckon if you lose the enjoyment of footy at any level, it doesn't matter if you're playing with your, you know, your, your local countryside. If you're not enjoying what you do, and I think sometimes coaches don't realise that they take the fun out of the game in pursuit of, you know, that professionalism. It, it it's not for everyone. Nah, but to- totally agree. So I've, I've got the under 14s here at, at Bunyip this year, and I had the under 12s last year, and. Um, every time I ask them a question, I go, what's the most important thing about footy? And every single kid that I coach will say enjoyment. You know, it, yeah. it has to be number one. They've got to understand why they play footy and it's to enjoy getting a kick, enjoy running around with their mates. Um, obviously, it's completely different at, at AFL level. You know, you've got to have that professionalism and all that sort of stuff. But if you're not enjoying it, we're going to lose some really, really talented kids yeah. uh, along the way. And I was just going back to your to your playing days quickly, mate. You were all Australian in in two thousand and four as well, a year before you hung up the boots. And you had a range of coaches: Stan Alves, Tim Watson, Malcolm Blight for a short amount of time, and then Grant Thomas. Who, who do you think you played the best footy under? Uh, probably, 
my first and my last coach, to, to be honest. Um, Stan gave me the opportunity to play AFL footy when a lot, of, a lot of other coaches wouldn't have taken that opportunity. So I owe a lot to, to Stan. And in 2002, I was about to, uh, go to go to Essendon. It was actually my call. I was keen to be keen to be traded. And Grant Thomas rang about 10 minutes before the trade deadline. Goes, uh, mate, I wouldn't mind sort of putting you across half back and using the skill to, to set us up and that sort of convinced me to, to stay at the Saints and you know he was a, a big role model for me in, in the latter part of my career. Now Ozzy before we had you on we've been talking about the potential of regional Victoria hosting uh, the Commonwealth Games and been speaking a little bit about sports that could be played. We touched on Malcolm Blight there is it true that he, he got a couple of players to do a bit of synchronised swimming at training once? <laughs> well it is it is true. We were training out at Monash Uni one pre-season and there was probably 40 of us and he picked out two bikes that had to stand in the middle of the circle and they were laying on their backs, you know, and if you can, all your listeners can picture, they were sort of kicking their, their legs in the air while they're laying in the back and sort of said to everyone, what, why are these two boys doing this? And we're sort of looking around and obviously one of the players was a lot smarter than me goes, they're wearing the wrong shorts. They had uh, the the equipment, the shorts on from the previous pre-season, they were in the wrong uniform and still had Saints on it, still had a sponsor on it and all that sort of stuff, but they had the, you know, 12-month-old shorts and Bloody just uh, isolated them and picked on them and uh, that, that's just a true, true Bloody story because he was a yeah. strange, strange man. Unbelievable. Would, would, would have those two guys meddled in synchronised swimming at a Commonwealth <laughs> Games level? Well, I, to be honest, I actually can't remember who they were. I can't remember both of them, but I know one of them was Stephen Baker, yeah. and he had no finesse in anything he did like. So, <laughs> synchronised swimming was not his go. Um, he wouldn't have meddled, even if it was Australia versus Australia. <laughs> now, now, after you hung up the boots, Ozzy, you, you went on to captain, uh, a playing coach at Narry Warren, where you won back-to-back flags, and then, and then you coached Gippsland Power in 2008. Who who got you across to Gippsland Power, and, and how did you uh, how did you enjoy your, your time there? I absolutely loved my time at Gippsland Power, and to, to be honest, it was actually uh, my my wife who uh, sort of alerted me to the fact that Gippsland Power were looking for a coach. I basically went straight from the Saints to Narry Warren to coach them because my best mate uh, was a. Nary Legend at the, at the time, so I went to sort of play along, alongside him and obviously we had a little bit of success and through that, once I applied for the, the Gippy job, they must have thought I was doing a reasonable job and yeah, my wife alerted me to the fact that the, the job was on the offer and I applied and was lucky enough to spend one of the best 12 months of my life down there with a guy called Peter Francis, who all your listeners will know, just a absolute brilliant man, um, everything good about Gippsland Power uh, is on the back of his, his shoulders. He, he's done an amazing job to to leave it in the hands of people now that are, that are doing a fantastic job. And he, he's built that club to something that everyone in our region respects. And and you then coached Beaconsfield and the now defunct Bendigo Gold in the VFL. Had a bit to do with Alan Bank in the interleague and also had a stint at Coralyn, I believe, as coaching director. How did you end up at, at Bunyip in, in 2018, Aussie? Yeah, so uh, Coach Coach Beaky was my, which was my original home club. Coached them for, for three years, and and to be honest, they played in the same club as, as Nary Warren, so it was hard to coach against them. But it was my home club. The opportunity opportunity arose, so uh, took that. Went up to Bendigo for a couple of years to coach a, a VFL side 
that had amazing supporters, um, some really, really good support from sponsors, but no backing from local players and um, the, the league up there it was never, ever going to survive. Um, when I moved back from, from Bendigo, I moved into, into Bunyip, and, and one of my mates was coaching Coraline, so I wanted down there basically as, as an assistant, um, you know, half half us sort of role, to, to be honest, but sort of help them out a a little bit, and then um, once that was sort of done there, obviously living in, in Bunyip, I sort of spoke to the locals here and uh, committed my time to not only sort of coach the Bunyip footy club, but be involved in the in the committee and in, embrace it as a footy club that my family will call home for a very long time. And and what and yeah, so what what is it about Bunyip that makes you want to call it home for a very long time, Aussie? Um, I think I mentioned earlier, you know, why I, why I retired early from the secure. Um, footy club and, and the AFL is as a sort of laid back nature type of person and, and living in a, a country town like I, I do now I think that sort of suits my yeah. personality and you know, I've got two two young boys and I, I want them to be uh, brought up and surrounded by a footy club that I'm, I'm proud of that does everything not only to, to support these, these young guys but it's a positive role model, model in, the, in the community and I think I can help um, become that as long as I'm around Good on you, mate. That's a, it's great stuff to hear. I really, really respect that. You know, and, and if you look back at uh, that, that moment on on the grand final day, that, that they sort of make up who you are. And you know, I, I was looking at some of the players that you've played alongside. They're just legends of the game. You, if I, if I mention a couple of names, just give us whatever comes to your head. Rob Harvey, superstar, as good as it gets. Nicky Winmar, role model and mentor, underrated. Spider Everett. Tall, gangly, dreadlocked, weird dude. <laughs> Barry Hall. Uh, I'm not fighting him. <laughs> Stuart Lowe. Uh, six foot five, ball of muscle that's only got fitter after he retired. And Nathan Burke. Uh, tough knucklehead who's got more broken bones in his nose than I've ever had in my life. <laughs> And, and just, just to finish off, Ozzy, the, uh, our uh, SEN team were down at St Kilda Membership Day the other day and there are lot, lots of talk about the Saints and Rats' future. I know you're a pretty big fan of Rats. Do you think he'll, he'll be able to get the team back into the finals this year and, and um, hold his spot as coach for a long time? Uh, just, I just, I'm so far removed from the, from the modern game that I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I love... Brett Radden, I love the way he talks, I love the way he coaches the players if I was a current player I'd love to play under guys like Brett yeah. Radden and I think the Saints will improve in, in 2022, I don't know if it's enough to, to play finals because it's such a competitive uh, sport but I just wish Rats all the best, I hope he does a fantastic job, I hope he gets us back to the finals and I hope he coaches our club for a very very long time Good on you, mate. And I hope you keep on doing what you do because you're doing it well and you're a great uh, asset to the Bunyip community, mate. We really do appreciate your time this morning. Good on you, Aussie. Absolute pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me.